And just like that, it is Tuesday already. Here we go for the Tuesday show on the Big 49. I am Stretch, the hostess with the mostest. That's what I am. My big old boobie. If I had big old boobies, man, I'd be showing those things on Instagram all day, every day. And I would not be doing this radio show. I'd be like, screw you, Big 49. I'm too busy showing off my big 49-inch knockers, my big 49 triple Ds. That's what I'm doing. I ain't got time to be on the radio and make no money when I can make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on my OnlyFans and on my Instagram account showing my giant boobies. Man, who knew that knockers were cash in the future? I guess every boy ever knew that. Every every boy. I, I don't think all women accepted that until later. And the ones that did are making tons of money now doing that. The guys are like, yeah, we knew that. We, we could have told you that we really like boobies. We like to see boobies. Covered up boobies. Exposed boobies. Half covered up boobies. Hand bra boobies. You name boobies. We like boobies. And that's why these women are making a fortune. Because men are pigs. Pigs, I tell you. You're all disgusting vermin. Myself included. All right, let's get into the show today. We are going to kick it off with Moto Royalty, if you will, coming up in mere moments. We will talk to the red plate holder of the 450 division. His name is Eli Tomac. On the box, not a win, but always on the box, holding on to that red plate. He is stingy with it, too. He does not like to give it back. He also made the announcement about uh, racing the outdoor season and the super motocross season, the playoff series, which he's already in because of all the wins he has. So it's not like he's saying he's going to race it and then, well, I might get in, I might get out. No, he's already the only guy really with a freaking invite. He's ready to go. So Eli will be at both of those, and we'll talk to him a little bit about that as well coming up here in mere moments. Now, outside of that, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world today. I got a fun story about uh, that weird dude that I told you got popped to Andrew Tate. The guy that I think is scummy that's sitting in a jail uh, overseas after he made fun of Greta Thornburg. He got arrested and has been in jail now for a couple of months and has never been charged. And it's weird. And I got to tell you, I think it's affecting him being in jail, being locked up, because I got a post from him we're going to talk about right up Stretch's alley, too. So you know it's weird. I have a 33-year-old man that uh, did a just impressive got a very impressive speeding ticket in Lansing, Michigan. That is just impressive. We'll get into that story here coming up. I got uh, China's going to kill us all, and it's not going to be a war. They're just going to slowly kill us all. Everything you do, everything you worry about, every time places like California say, we got to ban them gas-powered motorcycles because they're bad for the environment, just know... For every motorcycle we eventually take off the road in California, you know, those smog-inducing motorcycles, um, China puts 37,000 more of them on the road, the equivalent of. We'll get into that story. Uh, I have a guy that is maybe one of the dumbest idiots ever. You stupid people make the stretch show on a regular, including myself. I mean, I'm, I'm no rocket scientist, but I like to tell you about really stupid people that makes me feel superior. Like I am. I'm better than that guy. And I can tell you I'm better than that guy. Also, that guy's cheap as hell, too. This is a cheap dumbass. We'll get into him. And then I have a guy that's just a super criminal, and he's not in Florida, which is crazy. But boy, did he rack up a, a bill, if you will, 
with the authorities. And then I got a story out of Oakland about the internet being out. You'll never guess why. I bet you could guess why, but well, you're going to think someone stole the wire, which would be a really good guess for Oakland, but that would be wrong in this situation. I got all these stories, but let's do this. Let's go to Eli Tomac, and then let's come back and talk about my friend Andrew Tate, who's locked up overseas for human trafficking and all kinds of stuff. Says he didn't do it, but uh, I think being locked up is affecting his mental state, and, I, and I'm a ghost guy. We're going to talk about this next. I'm stretching. Happy damn Tuesday. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Saturday night at Arlington at the Supercross. Nate Thrasher finally gets the win in the 250 East. And it was like redemption, considering he had just missed out on the win at Tampa by one one hundredth of a second to Mr. Hunter Lawrence. And then we find out he had injured himself in Houston. In fact, he blew his knee out. And he says, yeah, he's just acting like it's not uh, injured. And that's how he's getting through this thing. And not only is he getting through it, he's getting better every freaking round with a win overall on the Triple Crown in Arlington. We'll see what he can do this weekend when we get to Daytona. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we are sitting down with the king of the Supercross, the dude with the championship from last year, the dude with the red plate from this year, has had it every single round so far this season, and he is continuing that run going into Daytona, where he is the winningest rider in the history of the Supercross. I'm, of course, talking about Mr. Eli Tomac from the Star Racing Yamaha team, and before we even get into the race tonight, Eli, uh, congratulations on re-signing with Star Racing Yamaha for the outdoor season and also for the super motocross season. Is that like a weight off your shoulders? Is that something that now, you know, you got a little less uh, stress in your life and you can concentrate more on racing? Or was it like a no-brainer? You kind of knew this was going to happen all season and you just weren't telling us. Uh, maybe a tiny bit, but uh, it was a pretty easy decision. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my game plan was, is, you know, to come into these first few races and kind of see how things were going. And, yeah. um, you know, thankfully, uh you know, Monster Energy Star Yamaha gave me that that option uh, to be able to say, hey, if you want to go for outdoors, you can you can do it. So um, it wasn't really uh, a nagging thing going on. It was just, yeah, yeah let's keep racing. Uh, now, now, is that you wanted to keep racing and it was that easy? Because it seemed like with the when the year started, you said you were done after Supercross. You seemed adamant about it. Then you went 50-50 and now you're coming back. Was it a team deal? Was it a money deal? Like, well, what exactly was it that uh, prevented you from making this announcement earlier? Yeah, it's just um, it's, it's just a tough decision, man. Okay. I mean, I know I'm getting close uh, to the end, but um, okay. I just didn't want to stop. So, that's it. <laughs> All right, fair, fair enough. Uh, honest answer, I guess, right there. Uh, Eli, let's talk about tonight. Tonight, we saw you go down. Looked like you were going to wrap this one up and snatch away a triple crown victory on the season. And then you had that crash. Afterwards, you, you didn't finish as strong as we have customarily seen you. Uh, was there something wrong with the bike or you afterwards? Or what happened after that little spill you took? Yeah, I, I was fine. I just was knocked a little bit out of rhythm. Um, yeah. And then be honest i was i was really slow on the dragon back I, I didn't realize how fast that inside was and then got passed by kenny there um and then ap um yeah 
uh, was making time on me right there. So, uh, yeah, frustrating mistake, you know, just losing losing both wheels on the landing of that tunnel jump. All right, and then there was another one in race one. You, there was a part right there before the finish line where you were jumping over it, and then there was a mistake that you made, and then you bailed on that completely. Was that because of the mistake, or, or why did you change your route there? Well, it, it was good for basically three laps, and then the, okay. the rut just – you know, we were we were actually tried it a couple times in press day, and the, yeah. and if there was a rut there at all, you couldn't get the lift to go all the way across it. So uh, okay. that was it. Yeah. Um, the rut deteriorated or came there pretty fast, and then I I wasn't able to do it, so I got it. I bailed on that line. <laughs> um, it was a cool line though. While laughing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it when we we get these answers from you guys because you know we're not on the track, we don't know what's happening out there, and it's like, wow, why did he change it? That seemed so fast, but totally makes sense when you break it down for us. Uh, now explain to us why you were doing the outside gate picks and you weren't going on the inside at all because that seemed a little odd decision too. Yeah, I just didn't want any part of the inside. Um, the okay. way it, I felt it squeeze uh, in the practice start. Yeah. Um, I was like two inside the doghouse and I even felt like there was a little bit of risk over there. So okay. I slid outside, uh, outside the doghouse, um, obviously as you saw. and yeah. There was a really good rut and I just kept taking it. It was like three outside the doghouse. Um, so yeah, it worked out. It worked out being out there, yep. It was uh, working out pretty well. Now, uh, honestly, tonight came down to once again, just like uh, last week, two mistakes. You've got people, you're in the front, looks like you're going to wrap this thing up, and then a little mistake, and it'll cost you. And now we've got you, Chase, and Cooper all really, really bunched up in the points and really battling. I don't know if we've seen a championship hunt between three riders this close, maybe ever. I'm I'm not 100% on that. But do you think this season's going to come down to who makes the fewest mistakes as opposed to who's the fastest on the bike at this point? I mean, it would be interesting to see. I don't – has there ever been us three or three guys this close at round seven? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, obviously we've been setting ourselves apart. So um, it's cool to see and – but the pressure's on at the same time. Yeah, pressure's on, and I know pressure makes diamonds with uh, you and uh, Cooper in particular, and we'll see if Chase can rise up to the occasion because he is an up-and-comer, and I tell you, this you couldn't write a better man soap opera than we're getting right now in this Supercross season between the three of you guys battling it out as we head into the midpoint of the season, and it, it, it's something. So, Eli, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. We appreciate you. Congratulations to you and to Star Racing. Yamaha, I'm sure they see this as a massive win, getting you to race the outdoors and the super motocross season as well. So congratulations to everyone involved. Hope there's some pressure off and you can really focus on these last few races and winning this championship. So congratulations. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urge. Authorities in Florida have gone back to the Spanish Lakes Fairways retirement homes and they captured a couple more big ass gators. They say these gators are a public nuisance and they're going to take them away and kill them just like they did the one last week that had attacked and killed an 85 year old lady that was out walking her dog. Right, proving that acting awards are just a bunch of crap, a lady named Jennifer Coolidge just accepted a award for the SAG Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor for her work in the show White Lotus. Just so you know, Jennifer Coolidge, that's Stifler's mom. 
Stifler's mom just won a Best Actress Award. And let's not forget her great work in the Two Broke Girls comedy series as well. That's the kind of stuff they give out now. I mean, I like the lady, but Best Actress, really? Remember the whole college admission scandal where scummy schools like USC and USC and other real scummy schools like USC were taking big kickbacks to get kids admitted on fake sports scholarships, etc.? Well, a few parents went to jail for that, and they've already come and gone. And yesterday, the guy that orchestrated the entire thing finally went to jail. That's right, Rick Singer started serving his 3.5-year prison sentence. They say that was greatly reduced because of his cooperation for ratting on all the rich people he worked for. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show. Right now, we're going to go overseas. We're going to go into, well, a prison and wherever the hell he's being held. I don't even remember where. We're talking about Andrew Tate. Now, I've come out on Andrew Tate and said he's a scumbag. And he was taunting Greta Thornburg, which, by the way, was funny. But when you're wanted by Interpol and international warrants for human trafficking and things like that, wasn't very smart. And well, that's what he did. And right after he taunted her, they saw a pizza box. And they go, oh, that pizza, that's it. Google it. And they find out where that pizza place is. And then they know where he is. And then a very short time later, he was arrested along with his brother and two women. And they've been held in jail coming up on like 80 days with no charges being brought against them yet. And according to them, zero evidence. Uh, I, I beg to differ. Remember, he's a massive man pig scum. And what's weird about the guy, if you see his videos and you watch him, you're like, he makes a lot of sense right up until he goes off the rails and makes no sense at all. He's like, oh, yeah, that's spot on. That's spot on. What he just said is spot on. He says a lot of spot on stuff, and then he gets a little kooky. So I, I am not a fan, and I know he's got millions of followers out there on Instagram, and a lot of people are taking up for him. And by the way, if he's wrongly accused, this is a massive travesty of justice. If the guy didn't do what they're accusing him of doing, even though they haven't really accused him of doing anything because he hasn't yet been charged, it's a weird story all in all. And he was coming out and saying that, you know, they were coming after him because they needed to silence him because he was such a powerful influencer on social media and he was opening people's eyes and blah, blah, blah. And here he is preaching this to his young male audience. And then sure enough, he gets caught. Well... Just saying, if I knew I was going down, I'd be saying the same stuff too. So I'm muddy in the waters. When I go down, people are like, oh, wait a minute. That guy just said this was going to happen. Yeah, but I didn't tell you uh, they were probably going to come get me for being a human trafficker or something like that. And, and he obviously knew they were investigating him for that or and looking for him because he was hiding out is what he was doing. So he was well aware the authorities were looking for him as he was saying this stuff. He's like, they will arrest you, and they will do this, and they will do that, and then la la, all of that happened to him. Why? Because he was already on the run. Let's not be uh, foolish here. But here he is, sitting in jail. I think it's weird he hasn't been charged. I think it's weird they haven't coughed up the exact evidence on the guy yet. But here he is, sitting in jail. The two women that were arrested with him and his brother just got released and are now under house arrest. Remember too, the authorities there uh, where he was arrested came in and confiscated millions of dollars worth of assets and cars and stuff. So he's he's having a bad time and he probably won't get that back. I have a feeling even if he gets out of jail, 
he's not going to get back. But here's a, a, a post that went up on his social media from jail. It says, I was awoken last night by an icy chill and identified a ghost in my prison cell. Now he says, the ghost was terrified and begged me not to annihilate him. I sent him back to hell with a message for the demons. I am always ready. Now, is this some kind of, uh, you know, code talk that he's talking about the people that are after him are the demons and the ghost and the whatever, and that he's always ready for the fight? Because you're sitting in jail. You're, you're losing the fight. You're sitting in jail for bordering up on three months here without being charged. You're losing the fight. Like, you are not ready. The demons have sent you to hell, and it's called a foreign prison where you were sitting when you were a multi-millionaire living a real rock star party kind of life. So you you weren't ready. No, you were not ready. But was, or was this really a paranormal experience where the guy's in a jail cell and he's like, crap, because notoriously I can tell you as a guy that is a big fan of all the ghost shows, prisons are haunted. And as a guy that worked in a couple of mental health slash uh, drug addiction centers, I can tell you those are haunted too. I worked at two, exactly two of those two were haunted. And I don't know what it is. I have this, well, there are places that people die, first of all. And second of all, there's a lot of emotional energy there. There's a lot of what they call imprint of emotional energy on the fabric of time there, if that makes any sense. And sometimes things can just replay over and over and over like a like a movie because there's so much just bad energy there. And jails are a great place for that, prisons and rehabs and hospitals and things like that. So I, I don't doubt there was a ghost in his jail cell. I do doubt that he kicked its ass and sent it back to hell, even though there are people like myself that aren't afraid of ghosts. You're just like, oh, there's a ghost, and you're you're fascinated by it. You are not afraid of it. I, I am, I am, you know, granted, a demon, am not effing with. Am not effing with it, want nothing to do with it, want nothing to do with it. I will turn and run the other way and say, you go on about your business and leave me alone. And I, I want nothing to do with that. I went some good, some good vibes. So... Interesting to see. So is the guy having a, a breakdown or is the guy sending a message to someone like, you know, I'm I'm a badass or is he just trying to show what a badass he is that he took on a ghost at a jail cell? Either way, seems a little weird for a guy that is Mr. Manly Man to even be admitting that there was a ghost. So I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not 100% on this one. I thought it was a strange message. I'm like, I should talk about this cuz this guy's either losing his marbles or putting up a bigger facade than he already was over the last few years on social media. Not a fan, as I say, even though a lot of the crap he says is spot on. A lot of it is bat-ass crazy. So, there you go. Fun little look at that. Hey, did I tell you that not only do we have the great Eli Tomac on the show, which you just heard a little while ago, but coming up in moments, if you missed it, we'll hear from my BFF Cooper Webb. It is Moto Superstar Tuesday here on the Big 49. Up next, though, let's get into a story about a guy that he's just thought. I mean, if there was, I know actors love to give themselves awards. If criminals gave themselves awards, this guy would win one just for just the amazing feat he accomplished. So 
We'll get into this guy next. And why is he getting arrested by the licking police department? That just sounds dirty. And then you add to the fact he's naked. Makes it even better. It's the Big 4-9. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz ken roxon now has the funniest post of the year so far on instagram as far as moto riders go for damn sure he posted a photo of him flying on a plane looks like he's coming home from the arlington supercross his young son griffin is sitting in the seat next to him and kenny has a straw shoved up griffin's nose and it looks like well he's sucking the straw and that's exactly what he was doing because apparently his son had shoved a peanut way up his nose. Kenny uses a straw like MacGyver to suck the peanut out of the kid's nose. And he said he got a mouthful of snot and boogers for breakfast. Very funny post. And shout out to Ken Roxon for being the improv super dad on the airplane and saving the peanut out of his kid's nose. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show here on a Tuesday. Right now, I'm going to take you to a superstar criminal. Maybe a superstar meth smoker, let's be honest. Uh, but it's funny that if this happened in Licking, Missouri, where the Licking police came out, put the cuffs on this guy, they were responding to a call of something strange happening on the side of the road. And boy, were they not wrong on that call, 745. They roll up and they find a white Chevrolet pickup on the side of Highway 32, just east of US 63. And when they get there, they find a, a guy named Austin Baylor, 20 years old, lying naked on the ground next to the truck. They say his body is involuntarily convulsing and he's making gurgling noises, which is a bad sign. There's the death gurgle is one thing, when it means somebody's going down, but that's an opioid overdose. You'll hear that gurgle, and they're, they're going. Um, what's happening, though, in this case, he was not uh, uh, ODing on methamphetamine. I mean, um, ODing on opioids. He was uh, on meth, and he was flying high. The cop finally gets this guy up off the ground naked, and he's like, what's wrong with you? And he's like, oh, I've been smoking meth and drinking bong water. About that time, a couple rolls up, and they're like, uh, officer... This man, well, he rammed our car twice, and then he fled the scene. And then when we caught up to him and got out of the car, uh, he punched my husband in the head when we got out of the car. So, and he was naked. And they're like, yeah, he's naked now. That's pretty solid. So, two people at the scene say their vehicle was struck twice in the rear by Baylor while traveling southbound on the 63. He didn't stop after the impacts. He attempted to flee when they catch up to him on Highway 32 where he's now laying on the side of the road having a gurgling party and having a convulsion party. Um, he jumps out of the car naked and starts wailing on him. And then they run the plates on the truck and they find out it's not his truck and guess what? He knows the owner of the truck but he stole it from someone. They say took it without their permission. That's called st stolen at that point. So there we go. Baylor uh, is being hailed on a bond of $400,000. They found a meth pipe in the car too, and some scales. 
So apparently at some point, I don't know if he was going to distribute or he was looking to get some meth or maybe he got a bunch of meth. He was weighing it out. And he was, I'm only going to do this much and I'm going to sell this much. And then he's like, F it, I'll just smoke it all. It's a meth party. Meth party in my stolen car rolling down the highway in Licking, Missouri. Hey, because what else is there to do? Think about it. I'm in Licking, Missouri. What the F? I'm going to smoke some meth, drink some bong water, just go crazy. That's how I do. That's exactly what this guy did. He got his bong on. Bong water's pretty gross, too. If you're, but is it bong water? Was he smoking? Was he drinking the bong water after smoking meth through it? I got a feeling he was. So if you drink bong water with meth in it, imagine how nasty weed bong water is. Imagine how much nastier methamphetamine bong water would be. Ew. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Sounds like there's not a lot to do in Licking, Missouri is what it sounds like to me. And this guy's a superstar criminal. $400,000 bond is a lot, but man, you committed a hell of a lot of crimes, according to the Licking police. You want to be that, that cop? Yeah, I'm a Licking cop and I caught this naked man. It just sounds funny. Sorry, Licking Popo. You're the ones that chose to be cops and Licking. Not me. Yeah, fun times. All right, coming up next... God, uh, Oakland's always fun to trash on, but no. Let's go to Saginaw, Michigan. We're going to talk about a guy that's so stupid, he's making me just feel mentally superior, just better. This guy's a dumbass, 34 years old. He's in trouble because he called the law. He needed the law, and he ended up being in trouble. It's one of those stories. I'm Stretch. Whoa, it's the Big 49. Big 49 salutes the great American pastime, motocross. Big 49, this is Stretch Show, getting ready to do it all for the nookie. This story, this is a good one. Coming out of Saginaw, Michigan. Should be a Florida story. It's like Florida's gone north for the winter, which would be very Florida. By the way, speaking of winter, man, this weather we have is starting to suck. I like it when it got cold. I loved that. I thought that was awesome. But, man, when the rain came with it, I'm like, all right, enough rain. It's rained so much at uh, one of my jobs that huge trees are just falling over. The ground's just so saturated, and they're so big, and they're so heavy. They just literally are falling over. I mean, big, big trees. We've been very lucky so far that they haven't fallen onto any buildings, that they're falling just the exact right way. Like, we've been very lucky with that, but we've had like three big trees just poop. And I'm not talking like they broke because of the wind and everything. No, all of a sudden the tree just falls over from the roots, just boom. I mean, it's happening all over, but I'm knowing just we've had three on the property at work. We'll tell you the kind of saturation that we are dealing with here in Southern California. And then I know up at the radio, the radio station's up on a hill where we have the studio. And it snowed like a mofo there all weekend. It was cold as hell. I'm pretty sure Moto Man is running the uh, YZ450 that's in the studio just to keep warm. He's sitting on it with the engine running. And Moto Man, open the windows because... I don't want to come up there and find dead Moto Man on a YZ450, like intoxicated out, blue, bluer than the tank on the bike. Like, oh man, he didn't open the window when he heated it with the motorcycle. That could happen. Things like that happen sometimes. 
you know, people do dumb things. I don't think Motoman's dumb, though. Motoman's actually one of the smartest guys I know. Um, this guy, though, in this story out of Saginaw, Michigan, he's a dumbass. He's 34 years old. He's sitting in the popo now in the lockup. And here's why. Early on Saturday morning, early, but like not like 2 a.m., 1 a.m., 3 a.m., like you're still out from the night before. No, like 7.50 in the morning. So you just woke up that day. Uh, they get a call on the 911 going, yeah, I need uh, some assistance from the police. I have a lady here at my home on Brockway Street, and I paid her uh, $10 for a blowjob, and she has not given me the blowjob, and I want my money back. Can you guys come here and make her give me my money back? That's a real 911 call right there. That's real. So the police show up and fun ensues. 24-year-old woman was still there when the officers arrived. I, I have a feeling this was his girlfriend and they lived together. And at some point he's like, fine, I'll give you $10. Just blow me. And she was like, okay. And she took the $10 and didn't, didn't give him the BJ. She reneged on the business deal. The only problem is that's an illegal business deal. And they both admitted to it when the police showed up. And officers arrested the man on accosting and solicitation of prostitution. And then they arrested the woman on prostitution charges over a $10 blowjob that never happened. How bad is that? You cheap bastards. You're going to jail over 10 bucks, both of you. Oh, and hold on, there's more. Uh, both the man and the woman in this story, the 34-year-old man and the 24-year-old woman, yeah, they were both free on bond from a prior home invasion felony charge. So now you got arrested on a dumbass prostitution charge because you're an idiot while you're awaiting trial on a home invasion felony charge. The judge is not going to look kindly on this. Now, wait a minute. You were home out on bail after uh, after a home invasion charge and you called the police saying uh, that your co-defendant in this home invasion case wouldn't give you a blowjob after you gave her $10 and she promised to give you a blowjob for $10 and you called the police. And now you're arrested on prostitution. Okay, you're an idiot. You're going to jail. That, that's the judge. I'm the judge in that. You have no sympathy for the... I mean, most everyone that comes before you as a judge, I'd say... Um, I'm not going to give it Adam C. and Cirillo 60-40. I'm going to say 80-20. You're really stupid people. You're not dealing with rocket scientists there in front of the judge. I'd say 80% are dumbasses. But when you see someone is like a super dumbass... When they are like a one percenter in the dumbass world, that judge is like, yeah, you're going to jail because I got to protect you from yourself. Send you up up into the pokey for a while. See if you can figure out how to not be such a dumbass. Hello? Yeah. I got this dumb broad here in my house. I gave her $10 to blow me and she didn't do it. I want my money back. Could you send a car over here immediately? I need my money. I need that $10. I didn't go buy meth with it. <laughs> God, fun times. It is, isn't it? All right, I'll tell you what, up next, we're going to talk to a guy that is one of the smoothest, smartest guys on a motocross track. His name is Cooper Webb. He rides for that Red Bull KTM team. Coop got the W at the Triple Crown in Arlington this weekend and is looking to get another one when we head to Daytona, see if he can dethrone Eli in Daytona, where Eli is the king. Eli's also got the red plate. If Coop wins and uh, Eli even comes in second, 
Coop's leaving Daytona with a red plate. Don't forget Chase Sexton's in this mix too, and that is some intense racing. Having three guys this close, they say it's only happened once or twice in Supercross history, and all three of these guys are very capable riders. Chase Sexton, the only one in this mix that doesn't already have a Supercross championship, but we'll see. Uh, a Supercross 450 championship. So let's see what happens. I'm excited about this weekend in Daytona. I hope it doesn't rain, though. I hope that the rain stays north where it's been, you know, dumping on us and the rest of the country. Because if it gets muddy in Daytona, that'll be a mess. Outdoor track like that. All right. Cooper Webb coming up here. It's the Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Yesterday on Instagram, when I'm trolling around looking for stories to talk about, I found a training video that was posted by both Chase Sexton and Ken Rocks, and apparently they were riding together. And the things these dudes can do on a bicycle is just as unhuman as what they do on a motorcycle, because here they are riding road bikes in Florida, I'm presuming, and they're buzzing along, and they're doing little bunny hops up onto the islands, and then bunny hopping from island to island, all while going at a really good clip on a road bike. It's impressive crap, and the fact that they didn't case the curb and blow out their tire, which is exactly what would have happened if they would have missed, is very impressive, man. These dudes are something special on two wheels for damn sure. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9, it's a Stretch show. All right, now we're going to get some speed on, talk about all the racing, all the racing we talk about here on the 49. I know Jason and Moto Man like to race. I get on their motorcycles, race around the radio compound. And I've heard some of those idiots like to do wheelies down the hallways of the radio station. Which is not a radio station. It is the Big 49 streaming broadcast facility is what it is. I don't like to call it radio because radio is a bad word. It's like a four-letter word that starts with R, only it's got a bunch more letters in it. <laughs> it's the five-letter R word is what it is. Oh, man. We are knuckleheads at the Big 49, if you didn't know. We got to get the camera footage, security camera footage of what goes on in the hallways of the radio station at some point. Yeah. I think Jason, uh, uh, who is from HYR, is used to being able to ride motorcycles in the office at work because their office is the showroom. They've got beautiful motorcycles everywhere. They've got Hondas, they've got Yamahas, they've got Indians, they've got Husqvarnas. They got some used bikes, they got side-by-sides, they got everything. They should be stocking up on snowmobiles this week, but I, I don't know if they did. But I'll tell you this, they can ride them up and down the halls all they want. It's a, it's a motorcycle dealership. And he comes to the radio station, we're like, Jason, why are you wearing flip-flops doing wheelies down the hallways of the radio station? He's like, oh, you can't do that here? No, just go ahead, just don't crash. That's what happens. It's the kind of place we are. All right, let's go playing Sammy Hagar, I Can't Drive 55, one of the corniest, cheesiest rock and roll songs of that era. But it's very fitting to what I'm going to talk about right now. I got a guy. We're going back to Lansing, Michigan. I don't know what it is about Michigan today. They are popping on the stretch show. Lansing, Michigan, we get a, a guy. But let me preface this story. We have a man, 33-year-old man, from Owasso, Michigan. He's rolling through Lansing on an I-496 eastbound. 
right there up on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. And he's got the hammer down as if he's in a convoy, only it's not in a semi. No, he's in a Dodge Charger. And he's letting her breathe, so to speak. He gets a ticket, and you're like, 86 miles an hour, that's not bad. What's so bad about that? No, 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 it's 86 miles per hour over the speed limit. And the speed limit's 70. This guy's rolling 156. And 5-0 sees him, and they run him down, which is weird because that, that's a hard get. If the cop was moving and he blew by the cop, that's one thing they could catch you. But that cop's dead stopped, and you're going 156. I know for mathematics alone, you should be long gone before that cop even gets that car started and around. I'm just saying. I'm not encouraging anyone to run from the popo. But I, I know from experience of when I had my crotch rocket motorcycle, there are times you could pass a popo who had a radar gun and you would be going so fast that by the time he got that bike started and got after you, you were turned down the street, down another street, down another street, down another street, and then you were out of sight. And then you could just kind of park your motorcycle, go for a leisurely stroll, make sure you don't have your helmet or your jacket on, just leave them there with your bike, and just walk around for an hour or so. Come back a little later on, ride your bike home. You know, just take a walk. It's happened. I've heard before. Statue of Limitations long gone on that. Yeah, it happened in Malibu. But anyway, let's get into this one. Here we are. 156 miles an hour in your Dodge Charger. Popo pull you over. Here's the other part about this that's interesting. Not only did he not start taking evasive maneuvers. Once you see the Popo, if you go straight, they're, they're catching you. I mean, get off the highway and start making turns. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Do everything you can. Park in an alley. And then just if they catch up, if, as long as you don't see them behind you with the red lights on, you're technically not running. And you're going to jail for going 86 miles an hour of the speed limit. That's always going to take you to jail. But this guy was extra going to jail because when they pulled him over, he had a restricted license. And that restricted license had only certain hours he was allowed to operate a vehicle and I bet you on a restricted license you're also supposed to operate the vehicle within the guidelines of the speed limit and the rules of the road that's not what happened here this 33 year old man is going to be without uh, car insurance very soon and without a driver's license for a very long period of time I would imagine he's lucky it was a 70 mile an hour speed limit because I got a feeling he'd be doing 156 if it was a 30 mile an hour speed limit there you go. That's the Sammy Hagar uh, man of the day coming out of Lansing, Michigan. Letting her rip in his Dodge Charger, a 2020 Dodge Charger. I think he'll do 156 miles an hour. I'm telling you, he was letting that thing breathe. You know, it's weird. If you drive a Dodge Charger, you drive like a douchebag, period. It's a rule. I'm starting to think Tesla drivers drive like douchebags. I know Prius drivers always had the smuggy little bitchness and people hated him because I drove a Prius and people were dicks to you. I'd be in that car and people like get in front of you and slam on their brakes and you're like, what happened? What happened? They just hate Priuses. Especially dudes in trucks and I had a truck before I drove my Prius. So, I am aware of that. But I will tell you, nine out of ten times if you're look, driving in the road and you gotta, you're rapidly approaching a car, let's say you're in the left lane, there's a car in the lane to your right and you're closing on it fast, and then you look in your rearview mirror and you see a car coming, I don't know, 40, 50 miles an hour of the speed limit, and it's coming to rip into your front end and cut you off as it snakes in between you and the car that you are rapidly closing on, 
it's going to be a Dodge Charger. And it's fun for me because in my rearview mirror, I see them slam on their brakes because I always accelerate when I see a car ripping up on my right side that I know is about to cut me off. It's like, wait a minute. Now, you're mad that I sped up so you couldn't jack me, cut me off on the side of the road so that you couldn't give me the Justin Barsha gas, gas, dirty pass of the day? You're mad at me for speeding up five miles an hour and taking away the two feet that you were gonna have clearing my front bumper as you cut me off in your Dodge Charger, you prick? You're pissed at me? Sure, I will pull over to the side of the road and fight you because that's how I roll. Now, that's, I hate that. And nine out of nine times, it's a person driving a Dodge Charger or that other damn Dodge. It's a douche car. It's a massive douche car. And it's funny, I work with some, a few dudes have those, and I'm always like, oh, you're a douche. I didn't know you were a douche driver. And you can be the nicest guy in the world, but you're in that car, you can drive like a douche. And the worst ones of all, the guys that got the hemis in them that let them, let them breathe and can rip them out, one thing, when you're doing it in the six-cylinder Dodge Charger, you should be ashamed of yourself. Ashamed. Dodge should be ashamed of themselves for even making six-cylinders. Same thing with those revamped Chevy Camaros now that have six cylinders in them. And the Mustangs that have six cylinders. What are you doing? Those are shameful, shameful, shameful cars. And then you drive around like a douchebag in them and cut people off like you're Ricky freaking racer. Tesla's got a whole douchebag level too. They also will cut you off. Excuse me, I'm zipping through carbon free. <laughs> and they'll cut you off like mofos too. Fun thing about a Tesla though is all the uh, high-tech equipment on there, you can lean in on them and, and that car will break for them. That, like You could screw that car up because the car will take over controls if it thinks there's a collision. Uh, and, and an apparent collision coming, the car will do stuff. So you could jack with a Tesla driver. You could bully them a little bit. Uh, the Dodge Charger, no, that's just all motor and moron coming at you. Yeah, I'm not wrong on this. I'm just telling you, step back. If you're driving a Dodge Charger, you're douche. You're douche. And not that I don't like it. Not that I'm not like, hey, that's a fun car. That's a fast car. If it's a V8, Hemi. Have you stretch? I got six cylinder and it's all hopped up. It's faster than your Volvo. It probably is. Yeah, it is. Volvo's got a, a six cylinder, but I don't drive around like I'm a race car driver and cut people off either. Also, I don't think it's fast. I'm just like, yeah, it's a car. It gets me to work. It gets me back. It's safe. I'm at that age now. Hey, it's good to have a nice, safe car. So if some douchebag in a Dodge Charger cuts me off the road and I hit the center divider, I probably won't die. Man. Yeah, 156 in this Dodge Charger with a restricted license. That's the kind of rocket scientist we got rolling around on those cars. Man, I think I just lost some listeners. Ah, you know I'm right, though. You know, you can go away mad, but when you go away, you're going to think, Next time you cut some guy off where your car barely fits in between the car in front of you and the car uh, to your left that you're about to cut off, next time you do that, because you're going to do it because you're driving a Dodge, um, think about what Stretch said. Man, think about it. Like, damn, that Stretch is psychic. He knows how I drive this thing. Yeah, he does, because I drive on the highways of Los Angeles where there's douchebags and Dodge Chargers everywhere thinking they're fast. And some of them are fast doesn't mean you cut me off or it doesn't mean I won't brake check your ass either when you roll up on me <laughs> I'm stretch it's the big four nine photo rock extreme 49 big four nine it's a stretch show right now I'm gonna tell you 
We live in California, home of uh, Pinko Kami. Bastards. The government here trying to get rid of motorcycles. I think if you listen to this station, you're probably down with dirt bikes, street bikes, fun recreational activity, maybe a means of transportation, whatever it is, and you're living in a state that's doing their best to basically delete you by, say, 2035 or whatever. They want to get rid of all gas-burning that's your lawnmowers, your leaf blowers, your off-road vehicles. They want to get rid of off-roading, period, because you, you kill endangered plants every time you go brapping out in the desert or the woods or the mountain trails every single time. You're, uh, you're an anti-environmental terrorist. And God forbid if you're riding a two-smoker, putting that smoke out there. Yeah, even though what's weird is I would say every single dirt bike in the state of California combined puts out less pollution than one city bus in a year. City bus that runs every day on its route. Way more pollution than every motorcycle combined in the state. I'm I'm confident in that. Because very rarely are you going to find motorcycles that run more than a few hours in a day. And combine them all. It's insane that we're being targeted as motorcycle riders and it's BS and we've got to fix it and we can only fix it by voting out these idiots in this state but that's another story what I want to talk about now is the flip side of the coin Mr. Saving the Environment is this the trees and the air we breathe and our carbon footprint and it's so important in fact we want everyone to be all electric by 2035 so that we can have a power grid that can't sustain itself and it's going to go out all the time because we never built the infrastructure to uh, enforce such a mandate, but we're going to do it anyway. And we're just going to tax you more and make you pay more for electricity. That's what we'll do. We'll tax the rich, those evil bastards. And I mean rich. I mean, anybody who can afford a motorcycle can afford to pay a lot more for electricity for their cars and their new e-bikes that are way more friendly that we're going to get rid of too because you're eating up endangered plants, you eco-terrorist bastards. Yeah, that's how they feel about you. So, as we're saving the world here, we're Captain Savaho here in the United States, in particular California, double, quadruple in particular Los Angeles, California, or San Francisco, California. As we attempt to be Captain Savaho of the planet, let me give you a little story right now. China, chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. Government of China just approved the construction of yet another 106 gigawatt coal fire power burning uh, capacity plant last year. They say this is four times higher than a year earlier and the highest since 2015 of coal burning factories in China. Just dumping coal, rolling coal, mofos. That's what's going on. You ever see the videos of rolling coal when, when someone uh, rolls up in a diesel and they make it smoke and they usually roll up on a Prius or a Tesla and then they roll coal on them and they just dump black smoke out the back of the stacks? It's funny. That's China to the rest of the world. As you drive around in your smug-ass e-motorcycles, let's get rid of dirt bikes, let's get rid of every car, let's smog the crap out of everything we have. China gives you the middle finger, says suck our tiny penis, and then blast it out and rolls coal on the entire world. A crap load of pollution we get in California blows straight over from China. Yet these same pinko commie lip bastards wouldn't say anything about their comrades polluting the rest of the world. 
I believe the only guy that ever, ever acknowledged that and wanted to do anything about it was Donald Trump. He was the only guy that wanted to stand up to the Chinese. They own Joe Biden's ass and his son, Hunter, the corrupt bastard. That's all real. That's real deal Holyfield talk right there. So here we are. China just building more, more coal plants. And here we are. You can't ride your motorcycle. And you got to have a special license. And you can only ride on an enclosed track. And they're cutting down, cutting down, cutting down on you. And China's just rolling coal like a mofo with middle fingers to the world. Yeah, this seems fair. This seems right. And it's the same thing with business. They do dirty business and then we have all this regulation over here where you could hardly run a small business. Trust me, I run one, it's called the Big 49 and it's really hard to do in the state of California. Damn near impossible. Yeah, and here we are, China's like, yeah, for you. Don't be surprised if uh, uh, there is uh, Little 49, which is a clone of the Big 49, which is Moto Rock Extreme coming out of China soon. With your host, Fat Sledge. That'll be his name. Yeah, that, that, that could happen. That could totally happen. China's dirty, dirty dogs. And most people are too afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say it. Suck it, China. Little dick bastards. Dirty little dick thieving bastards. Sneaky balloon flying mofos. Suck it hard. There we go. They're going to fly a balloon over the top of uh, the radio station. They're going to drop one of those uh, containers that's size of three school buses on it. Unfortunately, Stretch will not be there. It'll be Moto Man that catches the brunt of Stretch's big mouth. Yep, but I don't care, Moto. You're going down for the cause, my man. Good American right there, Moto Man. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 4-9. I got another one about Oakland, the armpit or anus of America when we come back. The Big 49 Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, the Daytona Supercross is this weekend. It is the longest continuous Supercross race in America going all the way back to 1971. And this year, they're going to make the Daytona Supercross a lot like, well, the Daytona 500 because they're going to have a Grand Marshal. That is going to be Mr. Justin Brayton, friend of the Big 49 and all-around good dude that just retired last year. He's going to come out and give the command to drop the gate once all the big old fireworks and pyrotechnics and everything go off that you've come to know and love from a Supercross event. So congratulations, Justin Brayton. Can't wait to see him out there at Daytona. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9 is a stretch show. Time to get out of here. Before I do, I told you I had a story about Oakland being the anus of America. It's a fun story. Uh, Comcast Cable in Oakland has had to put up the, hey, we're sorry, our service is out. We, we realize what a problem this is. And you're like, oh, the rain and the crap weather and your cable goes out. There's nothing more annoying. No, it was, it was bullets. <laughs> That's so Oakland. Comcast services down for Oakland businesses and residents after multiple shots fired, damaging a fiber optic line. And it wasn't like sabotage like we had in the Carolinas when those guys shot out all the power grid for a town. No, this was just a shootout. A typical, you know, it was a Sunday in Oakland is what happened. And the bullets hit a fiber optic line and knocked out internet to a bunch of businesses and homes. 
Technicians uh, directly viewed the impact from multiple bullets, and their crews have begun working immediately to restore the services. We sincerely apologize for this service disruption. There you go. Man. You go, Oakland. You, you, you stay, Oakland. Man, we've had the internet go out at the radio station to where we've had to get multiple internet providers to um, keep that from happening again. We also have had the power company shut the power off on us multiple times and had to run up. We've ran for up to a week one time on emergency generator services because the wind was blowing. And like I say, the studios are up in the hills and they're like, oh no, this going to be a fire. Let's cut off the electricity to that broadcast facility. They don't need power. No, we do. We have generators. They knocked us off the air one time. When we first started the 49, it was months old. They knocked us off the air for like four days. We're like, okay, great. Hit reset, start over. And that's when we had like two listeners instead of 75. It was crazy back then. We lost our two listeners. We had to start over from scratch. We were pissed. And then the very first time we ever, 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 ever broadcast the very first Supercross appearance we ever did. When we finally got in, the COVID was over and we're doing the Supercross. The cable company shut us off in the middle of the broadcast. And that was when we had to get back up cable. And that was our fiber optic friends that shut us down at that point in time. Yeah, we've had obstacles and hurdles and had to build so many backup plans into this system, you won't believe it. So now if China flies over and drops a damn tanker on the studios because they're mad at what I said, Moto Man's going to be really pissed because they will screw up his day. I'm tell you that. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to come back tomorrow and get my hump on because it is a big old hump your face hump day on the stretch show. Also going to talk to our friend Chase Sexton tomorrow. So tomorrow the moto interviews go like this. Chase Sexton out of the box. Then Eli Tomac in the middle of the show and Chase Sexton to close it out because we get our moto on at the Big 49. We are not like the state of California, even though we solely exist within California for now. Until I can afford to move it all to Arizona or a more friendly state. Move it to Texas. Shout out to my friends there. I'm Stretch. Talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America. <laughs>